Welcome to Euractive's Tech Brief Podcast. My name is Alina Klaasen, your technology reporter. This week, we focus on EU's preparedness for cybersecurity by looking at the EU Cybersecurity Competence Center and its responsibilities. For an overview of all things technology in the EU, sign up for our free newsletter or visit the website Euractive.com. Recently, we also launched the Euractive app for iOS and Android. This is Euractive's Tech Brief Podcast. This episode is powered by Google. New research by Public First shows that generative AI could increase the size of the EU economy by 1.2 trillion euros and save the average worker over 70 hours a year. Find out more at googleintheeu.publicfirst.co. Today I'm joined by Luca Tagliaretti, new executive director at EU Cybersecurity Competence Center, ECCC. With his election on the 5th 13th of October, he will take over his duties from Miguel Gonzalez Sancho. Until the now formal election, an executive director, Mr. Sancho, acted as interim executive director since September 2021 on behalf of the European Commission. In his previous position, Luca was the deputy executive director of EU LISA, the European Union Agency for the Operational Management of Large-Scale IT Systems in the Era of Freedom, Security and Justice. Hi, Luca. Hi, good. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for the invitation. Just a clarification. I'm still in my role at the at Eulisa for another two months, even though I've been appointed by the board of the ECCC. I will only take uh, take up duty in January. So I'm at the moment with two hats, let's say. Okay, perfect. So we are here to talk about the setup of the EU Cybersecurity Competence Center before we look at the EU cybersecurity readiness. With the regulation establishing the EU Cybersecurity Competence Center, the ECCC was formally set up in 2021, but its doors opened officially in May this year in Bucharest. It's the first European entity based in Romania to ensure the functioning of the EU-wide CyberShield, a core element of the Cyber Solidarity Act and made up of national and cross-border security operation centers also called SOCS, spread through the EU. The ECCC also aims to increase Europe's cybersecurity capacities and competitiveness, working together with a network of national coordination centers to build a strong cybersecurity community. Together with the NCC's network, the ECC also supports collaboration and sharing of expertise and capacities between industries, public, authorities, academia, and other relevant cyber stakeholders. Luca, would you like to add something to the introduction? No, I think you you explained very well what are the main mission of the center. I would say that we have a very broad agenda. We have a very broad mandate. So the Cyber Solidarity Act is one of the elements, but really we have to work um, with the member state to close the gap that at the moment there is on, on cyber skill, on bringing up the small and medium enterprise to a level of cyber resilience, which make them more competitive on the international market. So there is really a broad 
a number of actions that we could do. And uh, for this, we, we really have to work together with the member states. So we, the, the shield is just one of the main elements of our mandate. And so my first question, diving into the topic, is a long-standing point of contention between the European Commission and Romania was the appointment of the center's executive director. The EU executive cancelled the procedure last year and appointed an interim executive director, Miguel González-Sancho. The Commission's middle manager in what Bucharest interpreted as a move to avoid going or giving the ECCC full authority. Can you tell us more about the procedure that led to your appointment and what is the current status of the ECCC? Thank you. Well, let me just maybe start by clarifying something about this alleged issue between the Romanian government and the Commission. There, there is no issue. The relationship between Romania and the Commission and between the Romania and the Center is excellent. Uh, I'm personally looking forward to start working with the Romanian government for the engagement interaction I had in the past few weeks. I can see there is a very resp uh, responsive and very committed uh, government. So this uh, is, a, as I say, is a very uh, challenging and uh, uh, complex agenda we can only do together with the Romanian government. And I see that this is gonna, uh, this is the, this is what will happen. Um, the The, if the issue was the appointment of the executive director, then this issue is now solved. But in reality, the appointment of the director is just one of the elements in, uh, in the creation of a fully independent agency or center. The financial independence is very detailed in a document from DG Budget. So there are a number of elements that need to be present for the center to be fully independent. For example, we need to have, yes, the director as appointing authority as authorizing officer. We also need to have the staff in the what's so-called financial circuit, so to, to enable the transaction to happen. We need to have a headquarter. We even need to have, on a very practical level, uh, dedicated internet connection to what's called the test ING, a separate network for the commission, for making transactions. So these are all elements that at the moment have been prepared, uh, and I have to thank uh, the interim director for the excellent work, but this is not completed. So my pledge to the uh, governing board during my uh, hearing was that we will make this happen in 2024, by Q3 2024. Um, and this is uh, what we will do. And once this is done, and it will be done, the center will be fully operational Uh, to uh, to work uh, and to be independent in this transaction. Now, I think that your question were basically four questions wrapped into one. So the second is more on the uh, the role of the interim director, and I have to say this is uh, maybe a misunderstanding because the interim director is on one end uh, listed in the explain his role is. Let me just rephrase this. Is the role of the interim director is uh, well defined in the regulation, and it's a common practice. Elisa, my current agency, also had an interim director from the Commission. When the agencies are established for the first uh, period until uh, a former a formal executive director is appointed, Commission act as a as a helping uh, to help the establishment of the center. So the role of The interim director is perfectly in line with the with the regulation, perfectly in line with the with the common practices. 
nothing was done there to prevent the, the establishment of a financial independence. The agency is growing. Uh, at the moment, we have 23 staff. I think we expect to grow to 27 by the end of the year and 38 next year. I personally think we could grow more uh, if the parliament uh, would grant us more staff in the future because we have a very a very broad agenda. We have a lot of work to do and uh, we really need to have the resources for that. So this would be something I will, I will uh, uh, work on as soon as I am in position in February. Since you just mentioned the growth in staff, I was wondering, could you elaborate how much staff do you need for to be fully interrupted? No, I think it's, uh, thank you. I think it's, it's a premature to say that. It depends. I think the staff is now uh, in line with what is in the mandate of the agency, but I see the mandate of the agency to grow further in the future because the role of the, uh, of the center in the cybersecurity landscape is definitely going to grow. So uh, it's difficult to say this at the beginning. There will be an effort that we need to do together with the uh, other agency to maybe improve synergy. Even though we are a small center, a small agency, we have the same obligation, the big one. So we need to have uh, the uh, annual report. We need to have the internal control. We need to have a data protection officer, a security officer, an accounting officer. So all these are tasks which need to be done regardless of the size, this is where we should try to find some synergy with other uh, agencies and see how we can optimize stuff. So uh, I will do this exercise later. It's a little bit, uh, at the moment, we don't even have a formal organization chart. So this would come later in 2024. Well, thank you so much for all the clarifications. This gives us already a better picture of the ECCC. My second question would be, so the ECC was created to manage the EU funds for capacity building in the cyber security domain. The cyber reserve of the Cyber Solidarity Act was a case in point, but due to delays in setting up the ECCC, this role was assigned to ENISA. Do you think the ECCC should be provided a more prominent role in the Cyber Solidarity Act? Well, you, you already mentioned well, that there is a prominent role of the ECC in the Cyber Solidarity Act. It is there, and in fact, there are a number of actions in the Act that are for the ECCC. The majority of these actions are still to be implemented. For example, the ECCC is in charge of uh, implementing the Cyber Shield, which was mentioned at the beginning. We need to, as a center, uh, select, based on expression of interest, uh, the National uh, Operations Center, which are part of the, of the Cyber Shield, uh, we need to provide the tool in the joint procurement in the infrastructure for this tool. And we also need to, we might also award grants for the operation of this tool. So this is an important role of the ECC in the uh, Cyber Solidarity Act. Uh, we also need to award grants for mutual assistance between member states to respond to cybersecurity incidents, another important role. The only role really that the ECC doesn't have is on the cyber security reserve. And it's very simple, the reason is that the ECC budget line is different. So the responsibility of the ECC is on budget line for uh, cyber security. The uh, cyber reserve comes from the general budget, the general deep depth uh, the budget. And this is where the commission has the uh, only responsibility. And so the commission might decide, and this is what happened in the case uh, 
and you mentioned on Venisa, the Commission might decide to entrust in part or full uh, the operation or the administration of the of the funds. So in this case, the Commission uh, had the forward or entrusted the uh, ENISA with this responsibility. So the Cyber Reserve is about really quickly mobilizing support in case of incident, which is really not in our mandate. We don't have a we don't have an operational mandate. We have the operational to the mandate to uh, fund capacity building on cyber, and we do this through the action that I describe, which are part of the Cyber Solidarity Act, but which do not have um, an operational mode. Uh, there are some funds which are managed together. For example, the Cyber Emergency, cyber emergency Fund is managed both by the ECC through some grants and by ENISA. So in some cases, it's together. But I think the roles are quite clear. We, we, uh, ENISA is a, is a, of course, is a, is a, is a bigger agency, has been established before. They have a very important role. We are looking forward to work with them in the respect of the different roles, in the respect of the different, uh, the different responsibility. It's very interesting. Since we already started talking a bit about the obligations and the tasks assigned to the ECCC, I would like to dive into the aims of setting up regional security operation centers and would like to ask you if you think that it is still possible to make them operational as aimed for next year. And where do you see major challenges in creating regional SOCs and how do you intend to work with them between the SOCs and the ECC? Thank you. There's a lot of acronyms. Yes, the the SOC, the SOCs are the Security Operations Center. So the answer to your question is yes. I see this possible. I see this happening. Now, to elaborate a little bit more on, on this answer, uh, the, the creation of the cross-border SOC is underway. Uh, it's one of the most exciting projects that we are doing at the center at the moment. Um, these cross-border SOCs need to be done by member state. At the, at the moment, we have two, two consortium member states that are preparing these cross-border SOCs, and we uh, expect them, according to the timeline shared with us, to be operational in 2024. Now, these are the first example of cross-border SOCs. So there are challenges which are present in this phase, which we don't see, we will not see in the future. The first challenge is uh, uh, building trust, building trust uh, between the different member states, and the trust is necessary because in some cases SOCs will exchange uh, confidential information, intelligence information, uh, information that normally would not be shared. So building trust is one of the elements, but also on a more practical note, building the agreeing on the common uh, platform for data exchange, agreeing on the data format, on the sources, agreeing on the, the way of the data, how the data are transferred and analyzed in real time. So this is the number one challenge, and this is during the setting up of this cross-border SOC. The next challenge, which will come later, is once they are established, They cannot work in isolation. We still need to make sure that they work together with the uh, complex landscape of the cybersecurity actor, uh, the industry, the university, other center. Uh, there will also be a role of the ECC in creating joint ownership of the infrastructure. 
to make them work together. So that's another big challenge that we have. Uh, but once we, we face them and we solve them for these two uh, consortia, then it would be easier to replicate the model for the next one. And so I expected this challenge would be would be less in the future. Now, how do how do we engage them? We engage with them at national level. I mean, these are clearly national initiative. Uh, there is a national responsibility, uh, especially as I say at the beginning, because it's of the type of information which is exchanged. So we will work together with the member state to ensure that we we have a role of facilitating the the type of interaction. We are not there to only to steer but to facilitate the discussion to make this possible and again we have as you as you know the european union is all about cooperation it's all about collaboration so i think we have enough expertise skill and also we have a common goal together so this will make it possible for this to to happen in uh, in 2024 for the first two and then in the future for the remaining one thank you i have another follow-up question on what you've just mentioned, you said that um, you engage with the SOCs on an individual basis, correct me if I'm wrong, so on national level, right? The question from my side for understanding is more whether you would report to each of them individually and then comprise the information and collaborate on an EU-wide level, or how should I imagine the communication yeah, yeah, yeah. These are these are um, they've never been created before. So this is a consortium between two or three or four member states, which decided to create one single uh, entity for for uh, cybersecurity detection and and response. So they they need to be engaged. This is engaged as part of a group. Uh, they will they will work between each other. And the ECCC is facilitating this type of, of uh, connection. But each consortium will work in an, in an individual way. So uh, we, we'll, we'll do it in this way. So we'll, we'll let them discuss in between each other what is the best way to cooperate. And uh, we'll, we'll replicate this mechanism for the next consortium. So the ECCC also decides on EU funding on cybersecurity under the Digital Europe and the Horizon Europe working programs and manages projects pooling resources from the EU, member states and other actors. So in this context, I would like to know, could you elaborate on cybersecurity projects that are currently funded? Yes, very good. Thank you. Well, for the, for the time being, the ECCC is implementing mainly the Digital Europe program, the DEP. And we support the Commission on the Horizon Europe, the implementation part. But the ambition is in, to take over in the future also all the Horizon Europe portfolio for cybersecurity, which is which is quite significant. So this will increase also the funds available, which will increase the workload for us. Um, since the establishment, you mentioned the beginning 2021, since 2021, uh, we launched four calls. The calls are uh, offer request to the market to provide um, solution to provide projects, and uh, of the four calls we receive, the first three calls around 100 projects were proposed uh, for a total uh, budget of 327 millions, if I remember well. Uh, some of these already started. In particular, we have uh, issued 24 grants for National Coordination Center for the NCC, 
and we, the grants were for their creation, but also for facilitating the participation of the industry at national levels. 24 grants there. 27 for the creation of the SOCs for the uh, Cyber Solidarity Act that you uh, mentioned, was mentioned before, to reinforce the ecosystem of the SOCs across, across Europe and to enable cooperation. And then we have a, a broad range, range of other um, calls, more related to another, another area of cybersecurity. We had on the NICE directive, we had on the health sector, we had, we had on the general cybersecurity resilience, we had on innovation, we had on 5G, on certification. All these are actually included in the um, the single programming document, which is online, so possible to see exactly how many, uh, <clears throat> what's the funds which are allocated to the different project. Now, the the last one and the fourth call is ongoing at the moment. This is is mixing cybersecurity, civil and defense sphere uh, on uh, on support service, on standardization and on cybersecurity legislation. So that's, uh, that's the fourth call. And as, uh, um, a new call will be launched at the end of 2023, and we expect this to have it in 2024 as assigned. So we have, this has been a very important role, a very important job, because these are the way that we convert the, uh, the action in line with the with the overall mission of the center. So this is really the tangible activity that the center is doing to reach the objective which is assigned by the legislation. Okay, thank you so much. So since we talked about the funding agenda, I would now like to go more into um, the adoption of the agenda for strategic investment on cybersecurity and would like to ask you if you could elaborate what this agenda also includes. Yes. Well, the, I mean, to me, the strategic agenda is the most important document that the center uh, prepared so far. So why? It's, it's a bit of a roadmap. It's a roadmap that links the objective and the mission in the regulation with a set of action, with a set of priority. And it's a bit of a user manual because it really explains how do we link uh, the day-to-day activity, how do we link our priority with the overall uh, mission of the of the center. Just to just to remind everyone what are the mission they were briefly mentioned at the beginning is, is basically threefold. The first mission is to reinforce the leadership and strategic autonomy of the European Union in the area of cybersecurity. We do this by improving research, uh, linking academical uh, paper doing uh, uh, doing technological industrial study and the reason is of this mission this objective we need to ensure that we have a trust for tr sorry repeat we need to ensure that we have uh, a digital single market which is secure and and safe uh, the second mission the second mission is on uh, to support capability capacity and skill, in particular concerning an, um, critical infrastructure and in particular concerning skills. So there is a mission on building skill and a mission on building hardware and software, which is resilient. Third mission is increase the global competitiveness of the union, particularly focusing on small and medium enterprise and startup, which I like to say is 99% of our industry. 
This is an area which was not covered by any of the other regulation, and this is where the center has a, has a prominent role. So if these are the three missions, how do we make them, how do we reach this objective? And the, the agenda does, the strategic agenda does exactly this. It provides a short-term uh, impact statement, and it provides a list of projects. There are 27 actions, and the actions are activity where we need to invest. For example, uh, support research in post-quantum encryption. This is important, both for competitiveness and for resilience. For example, develop common and a platform for technical education. We talk about the, the skill set. For example, pro, uh, supporting development of certification scheme. And, and also on small and medium enterprise, ensure availability of user-friendly uh, cybersecurity tools. So these are all actions which are described in the agenda. The agenda has a four years uh, horizon yeah, until the MFF, and every two years we need to review it to ensure that even though the overall mission remains unchanged, the action might change, the short-term objective might change, the statement might change, depending on the geopolitical situation, for example, or depending on the evolution in technology. So this is why, to me, this is the key document for uh, understanding what the center does. This is also available online because it really provides a clear link between the work of the agency, the work that we do, uh, that the staff will do, to the mission that we need to achieve as the European Union. Thank you for clarifying this. Could you also explain the role of the rapid technical response teams under the PESCO project and how they relate to the ECCC? More generally, what will be the role of the ECC? Yeah, we don't have a we don't have a role in that. Again, we don't have ah, any okay. operational role. Uh, um, it might come in the future, but this is definitely not something that is for us. Uh, it's, you know, it's you know sometimes it's difficult to, and it's it's difficult for everyone really to understand the different the, the somehow the pie of the cybersecurity is very big. Sometimes. Uh, there are overlaps, sometimes there are gaps. Uh, but in this case, there is no really overlap between what we do and what the defense, cyber defense role is. Okay, great. Thanks for clarifying this. And this would be my last question now. So the EU defense ministers adopted in May conclusions on cyber defense, highlighting the need to scale up a European cybersecurity industry with the support of ECCC as an essential pillar for this mechanism to be operational. How do you plan to act on this statement? Yeah, so the really what we are facing today in the area of cybersecurity, more in general, in other areas as well, is this hybrid uh, approach. So we have we see with the with the, with the geopolitical situation. Uh, that there is there is uh, a merge between what is civilian, what is defense, what is uh, grow by civilian, which could be used for military use, and so on. So there is a gap there. There is a there is a synergy. Uh, so the role that we have here is only to understand where this synergy exists and use it. So we do not have a specific role on defense, but we have a role on creating the opportunity for this. Let's call it cross pollination of ideas between the civilian and the and the defense role. So um, we have to explore explore synergy. Uh, we have to we have to see which funds can be used for defense. But we do not have 
in the mandate a very uh, defined and clear mission on defense or on defense, uh, let's say, uh, activities. That's all we've got time for this week. Don't forget to sign up to our Tech Brief newsletter to stay on top of tech news and digital policy developments in the EU and beyond. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, published on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and Amazon Music. This podcast episode was produced with the technical help of Evi Chiori. I'm your technology reporter, Alina Klaasen, and thank you for listening. <laughs>